Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of the birth control method known as the copper IUD or Paragard. These are two names for basically the same thing. And what it is, is it is an intrauterine device, aka IUD, um, and it's one way that women can have effective contraception. Now what's important about the Paragard or the copper IUD is that it doesn't impact your hormones like other birth control methods. So it has become one of my preferred long-term um, methods for birth control in women who already have hormone problems. So let's talk about the pros and cons, and I think it'll make a lot more sense as we do this. If you don't know me, I am Dr. Childs. I'm an internist, and I specialize in treating patients with thyroid problems, helping people with hormone imbalances, and of course, helping people lose weight. But today is about the Paragard or the Copper IUD. And this really falls under the hormone section because really what we're going to be talking about, well, we're talking about birth control, but we're really talking about sex hormones, right? So things like progesterone and estradiol. And as I talk to you about Paragard and how really the pros and cons of it, you'll kind of be able to better understand why I think it's a really effective method um, and its impacts on your hormones and other hormone systems in your body, like your thyroid. So first of all, let's talk about the pros, then we'll get into the cons. So first of all, it's incredibly effective. Now, most birth control methods are very effective. Uh, the copper, I'll refer to it as the copper IUD, but just realize it's the same, um, same name if you want to refer to it as Paragard or copper IUD. But pretty much any IUD is very effective. This one is incredibly effective within a, basically um, it, it has a 99.4% effective rate. Okay, so which is basically uh, as close to 100% as you can get. And it's on par with pretty much all of the other birth control methods. So in terms of effectiveness, we can check that mark. Uh, we can check that off the, the box there. The other probably perhaps more important thing is that it does not suppress hormones. Now, this is really important for you to understand if you are taking any sort of oral birth control medication. Now, these medications typically contain synthetic, okay, so synthetic, versions of progesterone and or estradiol. Most of them have just a progesterone, but some have both. It really depends on what you're taking. There's tons of different flavors, if you will, of, of birth control methods. I'm talking about oral um, contraceptives here. But what you need to understand is they are all synthetic. They're not real. They're not bioidentical or body identical. They're not the same hormones that your body would be producing naturally. And the way that they work is that they provide you with an excess of these hormones, which kind of look similar to the hormones your body produces naturally. But what this does is it suppresses basically your brain. Okay, so it suppresses the two areas of your brain which tell your body to cycle your hormones correctly. And that is your pituitary and your hypothalamus. Okay, so what this is doing is it's shutting down these two aspects, the pituitary and the hypothalamus, every time you take oral contraceptives. contraceptives. And um, that is a big problem because, and think about it in this way. So what many um, men will sometimes use testosterone replacement therapy, right? Uh, especially when their, their testosterone goes down lower um, later in life, and that's okay. And women do this also with menopause. But some uh, men choose to use it for bodybuilding and they use excessively high doses, right? Which shuts, shuts down their brain um, and it causes long-term problems for these people. So oral contraceptives are kind of working in a similar way. You're taking a, basically a fake hormone, supplying the body with a sufficient amount of it to shut down the, the brain, and then you're saying, okay, well, yeah, your, your cycle stopped and you can't get pregnant. Yes, that's true, but it comes at the cost of shutting down these hormones. And it turns out that you have, there's a price to pay when you shut down these hormones, including fertility issues when you come off of them, uh, risk of cancer. In fact, there's something like a 25% increased risk of breast cancer with certain types of oral contraceptives and so on. So this is not you know, just something that you should take for granted, especially if you're a woman taking these things. But what you need to understand here is that the copper IUD does not do this. Okay? It does not secrete any hormones at all. It's just a, 
it's a copper, it's a mechanical disruption um, inside the uterus, which prevents implantation. That's really how it's working. Um, and the benefit is it doesn't suppress any hormones. And other IUDs do secrete hormones. You have oral contraceptives, which uh, secrete, well, which contain hormones. Then you have other IUDs, which actually secrete hormones, um, even though they're implanted. So that's, that's a big, big, big difference. And that's, that's one we really care about. This, well, another uh, pro is that it does not, uh, or I'm sorry, it allows for ovulation. Okay, so these other hormones, these other oral contraceptives and other IUDs, they are suppressing or blocking ovulation. Now, ovulation is required for... Um, to get pregnant is required for fertility, and lots of women who have infertility issues have ov ovulatory issues. Um, but in this case, even though you're ovulating, you're not going to get pregnant because of the mechanical disruption that the IUD provides when it's inside the uterus. So it does allow for ovulation, which is a good thing. Ovulation is important for balancing and keeping regular rhythm of your hormones and for regulating important other hormone systems like your thyroid. So you do want to ovulate if you are a woman. You don't want to shut this down. Again, women were made to, to sort of ovulate and have these cycles barring from uh, when they're pregnant or um, breastfeeding sometimes as well. Um, and it is good for the body. So you got to remember that it does allow for ovulation. Um, now, another, another benefit is that you can basically get rebound fertility very quickly. And what I mean by that is when you remove the copper IUD, there, there's no, um, the brain and the pituitary system don't have to come back online like they do with oral contraceptives. Once you remove it, you can get uh, pregnant or at least be uh, in the fertility state very rapidly, immediately, basically. But that is not the same with birth control pills. So if you were to take birth control pills or if you were to use the Mirena IUD, it takes time and on the order of months, in fact, sometimes, sometimes up to six to 12 months or even longer, depending on the individual. But as soon as you take this one out, the copper IUD, you can become pregnant rapidly, um, provided that you don't have fertility issues, of course. The other thing is that it has the highest satisfaction rate. And in fact, it's actually one of the most common um, uses of oral contraceptives around, well, these aren't oral contraceptives, but form of contraception around the entire world, probably because um, it's a little easier to get to um, in other countries, but in the United States, uh, there's different in terms of its popularity here. But when you look at it globally, it's one of the most, it's one of the most widely used and it has the highest satisfaction rate. So women actually really enjoy it. And then another important benefit, I'll lift up so you can see it, is it's usable for all ages, including teenagers and women who are just, um, just basically starting their menstrual cycle. Um, so again, it won't block your cycle, but it will prevent, it will act as contraception. So that's important. It can be used for all ages. Now, these are the pros, but we need to also talk about the cons, right? Because nothing is perfect. This includes, even though this is probably one of my preferred long-term methods, there are other methods that you can use for contraception um, or to prevent pregnancy uh, that are perhaps don't have some of these cons and those exist. But for long-term set it and forget it type thing, this is probably the best. You want to use this over the other methods which suppress your hormones, in, except for in, you know, very, um, uh, in a minority of cases. They, they might be effective to use some of these uh, medications which contain, or some of these forms of contraception which contain some of these hormones. But let's talk about the cons here. So one of those cons is cost. I've seen it anywhere from a couple hundred bucks um, you know, for insertion and, and everything involved with it. So it kind of depends on, it kind of depends on your situation, but it shouldn't be incredibly expensive when you consider that it can last up to 10 years. So if you consider that you have to pay, you know, I don't know, let's say from 100 up to 400, if you have to pay out of pocket, something like this, it's going to last for 10 years. Okay. Once it's in and assuming it works and it stays in, it's going to be effective for that period of time. So we're talking a long time here. So when you break the cost down over months, over years, it makes a lot of sense. And again, you can pull it out at any point. So it's not like you, you know, you get a shot and you can't become pregnant for X amount of months or X amount of years. It's in until you decide to take it out. And once you take it off, you take it out, you can become pregnant again. But cost is something to consider. Uh, next thing is that it's, it's relatively painful. Um, I'm not speaking from experience here, obviously, 
Um, but women do tend to tend to or endorse or complain that it is a little bit painful upon insertion and it can cause cramping afterwards. And that cramping can last for months, sometimes up to six to 12 months. It does tend to decrease over time, but you should be aware that it's not painless. Okay. You can compare that to something like oral contraceptives, which generally don't cause pain, right? You just swallow the pill and it gets in your body and it shuts down the system. You're paying for it later in other ways, but you're not having pain and or cramping with your menstrual cycle. Um, because again, remember, you will ovulate. You will still have your menstrual cycle. You just will not uh, get pregnant because the, the IUD doesn't allow for implantation. Uh, another thing to consider is that because it is copper, there will be some copper that is being leached out and absorbed by the body. So the reason it's called the copper IUD is because it's made of copper. Now, a lot of women tend to have already relatively high copper levels, or I shouldn't say relatively high, but they tend to have lower zinc um, to copper levels. So if you are going to take uh, it's like a low-grade copper supplement that you're taking as long as it's in you and it's secreting. So I would recommend that it probably gets balanced with like a zinc supplement just to make sure that this copper-zinc ratio um, stays in check, okay? So you should be aware of that. But the copper is not enough to cause long-term problems. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a prescription medication and so widely used. So not, it's not a it requires a prescription to receive. It's not a prescription medication. Just want to clarify that. So copper absorption is something to consider. Another thing is that um, it can cause issues with the vaginal microbiome. So remember, the, the vaginal mucosa has a microbiome of bacteria, certain types of bacteria, which are very good um, for proper vaginal health, all right? So much like the, um, the intestinal microbiome has a, an array of different types of bacteria, concentrations of them, and so on, the, the vaginal micro, microbiome exists as well. And when you stick something in there, well, it's not, it's not in your um, vaginal tract, but it does go up into the, uh, the uterus, it does potentially impact this microbiome. And it, it increases your risk for something called bacterial vaginosis, um, and yet actually increases your risk by about two times. So if you're somebody who already has issues with the vaginal microbiome and getting that, that condition, that may be something to consider as well. And it's worth noting that pretty much anything that, that is stuck up in that area may impact the bacterial vag, um, microbiome as well. Another thing is, and I'll lift this up so you can see it, is that there is a risk of what is referred to as expulsion. All right, so really what that is, is your body is, I don't want to say rejecting it, but it's really kind of pushing it out, okay? And so it can actually uh, be expulsed out and it can um, basically it just gets out of your body, all right? And so then obviously it doesn't become effective. If you don't notice that, that it, that it occurs, then it may increase your risk of becoming pregnant when you think that it's in there. So again, it's very rare that this happens, but it does happen. So it's something to worth consider. And actually, lastly, is something that I want to make sure you guys are aware of as well. I'll put it over here so you can see it. And that is uterine perforation. So if you stick anything inside the uterus, especially an IUD, especially something that's hard, it can, there is a small risk that because the uterus is like a muscle, it can contract. And if it contracts, it may actually poke through it. And so that's what it's called perforation. So it actually perforates through the uterus. Again, it's a risk for all IUDs. It is a risk for the copper IUD, very uncommon, small risk, but you should be aware of it if you're seriously considering using the copper IUD. Now, for these reasons, I think it is, you know, one of the best, um, forms of contraception simply because it doesn't impact your hormones in this way that I talked about previously. You really do not want to shut down your progesterone and estradiol uh, for long periods of time because of its impact on thyroid, because of its impact on your hormones, your ability to get pregnant later in life, and so on. You really want to avoid that if at all possible. Now, again, there, are may, there may be conditions where you have to, but most women do not have to, and so tr you should try to avoid that if you can. Um, and that's why I think it's actually very effective. So if you had experience using the copper IUD, leave uh, your experience and your comment below. I want to hear about it. Let other people know um, how it's been. You know, have you had any of these 
uh, bad uh, adverse reactions? Have you had experienced any of the cons on this side? Likewise, if you've had any of the benefits, let me know as well because I'd like to hear about it. Uh, that's all I have for you guys in uh, this video, and I will see you guys in the next one.